This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. episode, I'm going to dive into best friend breakups and how they are similar yet different to romantic breakups, talk about some experience I've had and share some advice on how to get through them. People understand if you're going through a hard time because of a breakup. I mean, I've worked at places where someone's called out of work that day because they broke up with their significant other and everyone was totally understanding. They were like, oh my gosh, yeah, go deal with that. Totally fine. And I've dealt with with that myself. And and people are always pretty patient. I mean, I've talked on the podcast before about this concept of heartbreak amnesty, where after you go through something heartbreaking, you kind of have a period of time where you're allowed to sort of unravel publicly. (laughs) Like no one's going to judge you for posting like sad Taylor Swift lyrics on Twitter. No one's going to, you know, judge you if you don't answer a text. Like people will let you get away with stuff you normally couldn't. Although I don't know if that's ever stopped me from passive aggressively tweeting Taylor Swift lyrics, but nonetheless, people are pretty empathetic with that. We, you know, most of us have experienced heartbreak and breakups and we're like, okay, yeah, you do you, but you don't get that same courtesy extended when you're going through a best friend breakup. And it's crazy to me because I've broken up with somebody after like, I don't know, like nine months of dating, whatnot, and had people show me more empathy and understanding than when I've broken up with a best friend of like 10 plus years. And it's so heartbreaking in such a different way. And it's such a betrayal of trust and they go down so differently. Like, I mean, we really are talking about apples and oranges here, but the heartbreak feels the same. It's like this deep loss of something you thought was going to be there 
for the rest of your life. And then one day, poof, it's just gone. I think it's because we go into romantic relationships kind of expecting that it might end. I mean, truthfully, like (laughs) you're going to have a lot more relationships that end than And you're only going to have one that doesn't. So it's natural to go in a little apprehensive, a little guarded, and you move a little bit slow. And I don't know about you guys, but when I meet a friend that I really connect with, I just dive in. And I've had some people that I've connected with just so quickly. I mean, Jordan Jackson, who I had on the podcast a couple weeks ago for the Enneagram episode, I mean, her and I hung out like one time and then we were just best friends, me, her, and Candy Carpenter. And it happened that quickly. And when I met Candy playing a song Suffragettes show, afterwards, we just started talking. And then she was like, hey, do you want to be like best friends? I was like, yeah, totally. And now we just are. And you would never like meet somebody. And then the same day be like, do you want to like date and fall in love? I mean, maybe you would. I don't know. There's exceptions to every rule. But I, for one, have never done that. And so you go in with this, this open heart and these open arms and, you know, you might wait a little bit to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets, but it's probably going to come out sooner than it would in a relationship. And so there's this real vulnerability there with a friend and you're putting so much trust into that. And when it ends, it really fucking hurts. And for me, I'm definitely like, I really value my friendships. And I think that when I was going through a hard time where I was feeling really lonely after my breakup, I really relied on those relationships and they sort of, in a way, proved to me that love did exist no matter how much I was doubting that. And I felt like I had soulmates who mattered, even though it wasn't romantic. And it made me feel valued and loved in the way that I'd expected relationships to make me feel. And I learned that platonic love is, is just as important, if not more important at different periods in your life. And so it makes sense that it would really feel earth shattering losing a friend, but you don't get to call out of work. You don't get to unravel. People are like, okay, so you're, you got in a fight with your friend. Uh, All right. What's the big deal? And there's this song by Lauren Aquilina called Best Friend that just came out. And that's kind of what spawned this whole episode because I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, that just hits so hard. Like breaking up with a best friend. That's what it feels like. You know, you go from talking to somebody every day and spending all your time with them and living your life with this character that's the main character in your story. And then they just go away. I think also the difference is best friend relationships don't always end overnight. And yes, romantic relationships don't either, but like, you know, you could fall out of love with someone slowly, but you call it and you say, Hey, this is a breakup. Whereas with the best friend relationship, you guys can kind of both pretend everything's fine. And then one day you just realize that you haven't talked in weeks and that it's kind of over. And so that's really hard to come to terms with too. But I, I mean, honestly, I think I've gotten my heart broken by a best friend more than I've gotten it broken by a romantic partner. And that's a hard thing for anyone to have to go through. I also think there's this faith that you put in a friend that you might not put in a romantic partner. It's kind of hard to explain a little bit, but for example, (laughs) um, something I was thinking about when I was, you know, 
writing out this week's episode and kind of planning what I was going to talk about was a particular situation that I had with a friend. I had been pretty close with this person. I mean, I'm the kind of person who has several best friends at all time. Mindy Kaling said best friend is a tier, not a title. And I fully believe in that. But this was somebody that I considered myself to be very close to. We worked together in music and we, you know, we wrote together. If I had an extra concert ticket, this is the person I called. I'd, you know, let them borrow my guitar for a year. Like it, it was, a, it was a friendship that I felt like was pretty airtight and someone I cared about a lot. And after I went through my very, very messy breakup, I noticed that this person was, was not there for me. I noticed that there was some tension and sort of awkwardness and, Basically, I got the guitar returned by someone else, and I was like, mm, something's up here. And I didn't know what it was, and I kind of was just like, all right, you know, I'm going to let them do their thing and wait it out and, you know, rely on the people who are there for me right now. Flash forward to quarantine. This person made an entire album about my ex-boyfriend, and I know this because their name was in a song. And... I, you can't script this. I mean, Jesus, that feels like a fucking reality show, right? And it just crushed me. And even though this was someone who wasn't in my life anymore, I kind of had a feeling that they dated, but I just didn't want to believe it. And I just wanted to believe that we grew apart because of circumstances or there was no bad blood there. But wow, that just crushed me. And it didn't crush me because he did it. Because after we broke up, I didn't expect him to stick to any sort of decorum. I mean, he kind of already thrown that out the window. This was not the first or last of my friends that he would be romantic with. And I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, he's an asshole. He can do whatever he wants. I'm, I can't be bothered by it because that's just what's going to happen. But when it happened with a friend, it hurt so much more than what he'd done to me because that was someone I felt like I respected. And that's like the ultimate disrespect. And it just sucks because, you know, you think that a friend is going to be a person who's on your side, no matter what, you know, you have fights with your romantic partner and, and things are kind of nebulous and they change, but like a friend, like is a fixed, like concrete part of your life that, that will back you up. And even if you're being a little unreasonable, like they're going to be gentle with you more so than a romantic partner. Like, I think that when you're fighting in a relationship, things can get a lot more heated. Whereas with a friend, there's always this kind of like layer of respect. And oh my God, it just crushed me. And that was like a really weird thing to have happen during quarantine. Cause I was just like in my house, locked in here. It was like pretty soon after I'd had Corona. So I was just like, oh my God. The fact that like drama still managed to happen while quarantine was going on, I was just like, oh my God, this breakup is the gift that just keeps on giving with that shit, y'all. I can't even. So I think in ways, friend breakups can just crush you 10 times more. And I think that that is what made that breakup so hard. And this was something that kind of came about in therapy for me. And, you know, during all the soul searching I've done since that, and it's that I lost a lot of friends in that breakup. Um, I, I still am not sure why. And like, I hope this doesn't come across like me playing the victim or anything. It's just something I'm like genuinely confused about. And I've sort of had to resign myself to like, just accepting that I'm not going to understand it. But 
I had friends who literally picked him over me and are still best friends with this guy who, you know, it, it was a complicated breakup, but at the end of the day, it's someone who cheated on me and was abusive. So how do you come to terms with, with somebody that you trusted doing that to you and then having other people you trust pick that person over you? And after talking about it in therapy, I think that that set me back so far with the breakup and with processing it because I felt this like deep pain and, and longing and, and betrayal, but like only 30% of that was him and 70% was the friends that I thought I could rely on in that situation. And I think it's just important to know and acknowledge that best friend breakups are real. They can really break your heart. They can really fuck you up. And if somebody tells you they're going through one, be just as patient as you would if they were going through a regular breakup. And I mean, I've had, like I said, I've had breakups with friends that have been friends for more than a decade, more than, you know, five years. I, that's longer than any relationship I've ever been in. And it just sucks. And, you know, I always see this thing on like (laughs) Pinterest or whatever, like these, you know, Instagram quotes, whatnot, but it's like, what do you do when the one you want to cry to is the one you're crying about? And that's even more real in a best friend breakup than it is in a romantic breakup. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is where, you know, we get to the good part where I've moved past it and whatnot. But people come into your life for different reasons during different seasons of your life. And I think it was like someone's friend's mom who said this, but I've seen it also a lot on the internet, but it's like some people are a blessing and some people are a lesson. And I think lessons are blessings too. And they can teach you something. And and maybe you needed that person in your life at that period of time to get you through something. And they were a good friend for the majority of it, but they're not supposed to be a forever person. And that's okay. It's super normal to go through those things in your life and eventually you will settle into relationships whether they're romantic or friendships that are going to last and I just it's trial and error but I mean the the memories I have with those friends I'm not going to let them be tainted by that I'm not going to regret anything I did because for a good period of time those were my people and they helped me through a lot, and I learned a lot, and I made a lot of really great memories and um, wrote some songs, and it's it's super painful, and it still fucks me up sometimes, but I acknowledge that those were important parts of my life. And I've found friends now that love me the way I need to be loved, and I think that's also another thing is you know, you have love languages and you need to be somewhat compatible or at least willing to compromise in a romantic relationship, but also in a friendship. And it's okay to care about someone so much, but also recognize that they can't or won't love you in the way you need to be loved. And, you know, if if you're constantly feeling like you're putting more effort into a friendship than the other person is, and you're constantly feeling rejected and you're constantly wondering if they're mad at you, like that's not a healthy relationship. And you can care about someone and love someone and also put some distance between yourself and them. And that's also important. Boundaries, almost everything comes down to boundaries. And I think for me, I found friends like Candy and like Jordan and like Ariana, all my guests I've had on the show, as well as so many others who love me the way I need to be loved. And they understand like if I'm going off the radar for a second or I'm not responding to texts, it's not a rejection thing. It's that I'm like getting overwhelmed and I can't handle it. And that's like my go-to thing when I'm anxious is I just shut down and can't talk to anybody, <laughs> which, you know, I'm working on it, but they understand that. And I understand that if they are, you know, doing the tough love thing and telling me when maybe I'm not being my best self, that they mean it in the best way possible. And those situations are very few and far between, but I think there's something so amazing about having friends who will lovingly tell you the truth and still be on your side. Like that's kind of what I mean about the taking sides thing is it's a someone who will always be on your team. But the thing about a team is they work through those issues and they're like, Hey, this is how you could be a better teammate, whatever. And that's super valuable in any friendship. Looking back on these situations, I learned a lot. I also think something that needs to be talked about. I saw a 
thing on Twitter talking about how someone was like, is it really just a shared life experience that every girl has a toxic friend in middle school who is like borderline abusive? I don't want to use that word lightly, but like really mean to them and makes them question their worth. And it's like, it is kind of a shared experience. I know so many people have had that. I know a lot of guys have had it too, but on this uh, season of Pen15, which if you guys haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. It's so fucking funny. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode. But there's this character who comes in and she is like the quintessential mean girl. But in most TV shows, the mean girl is the one who's like bullying you from far away and being like, oh my God, you're not cool. But the real mean girl is the one who like infiltrates the friend group and then turns everybody against each other. And then like it just... It's so fucking funny, but it's also like really upsetting. And that's what I love about the show is it's so real and it manages to poke fun at all of it. But in the same vein that a romantic relationship can be toxic and abusive, a friendship can be as well. And I think that I've had more friends play that role in my life than I have boyfriends. I've really had like, you know, only one or two like super toxic romantic encounters, but I don't know if I just have attracted those kind of people, but, and you know what, to be completely fair, I'm going to be honest because I don't want to play the victim on this podcast and I don't want to like, you know, come off like I'm perfect. I've also probably been the toxic friend to somebody and that's something we all hopefully outgrow. But when you're learning how to be social in middle school and high school, like you fuck up and I can't think of any like one example, but I'm, I'm sure I've, I've done some hurtful things to a friend as well, but it's, it's weird and it's complicated and, and you wouldn't think that that needs to come up in therapy, but it really does. And I'm reading this book right now called You Should Talk to Someone. I'm, I'm moving through it slowly. I definitely talked about this like four episodes ago. So just, I'm really busy and I'm trying to read and I'm going through it really slowly. But there was this really cool part of a chapter where it was talking about how we run towards things that are familiar. And so growing up, if we had a, a parent who, you know, was emotionally manipulative or or cold or whatnot we're gonna run to romantic partners that do that because it's it's kind of like the devil you know versus the devil you don't and I think that's so true in friendships as well like I mean if I look back there's definitely some similar traits in family members as there are in in these friends that were hurtful But to that same point, the book also talked about outgrowing that and how when you finally break that cycle, you can then have healthy relationships. And I think I'm at the place in my life where I've broken that cycle. I have really healthy friendships with really healthy boundaries where if something comes up that, you know, is is an issue or or, uh, could be an argument like the communication there is so healthy and then you don't have the opportunity to harbor these grudges and I think that that's something that stacks up in best friend relationships is when somebody missteps or does something hurtful like and then it doesn't get discussed or talked about it just piles up and piles up and piles up and then there's just this like climax where it all just it goes to shit and it does not happen overnight by any means like I mean best friend relationships are they literally always go down like that like it's just a bunch of stuff that that accumulates and then finally explodes relationships are complicated humans are complicated i'm complicated you're complicated none of this is easy we're 
I really like to think we're all doing our best, but broken hearts look a lot different. And also if you're somebody who's, who's younger and you've never been in a romantic relationship where you've truly gotten your heart broken, I firmly believe that this still counts as heartbreak and, and loss and, and sadness. And so don't let anybody be like, Oh, but you don't know. Cause you've never been in a relationship. Like if you've lost somebody that you care about because you've distanced yourselves or whatnot, that's still, that's still a breakup. So take care of yourself, take care of your friends, notice the red flags in those toxic friendships. And then as you grow, go towards friendships that don't have that. And I'm, I'm very thankful for the friend group I have now. They're all so amazing and have gotten me through some really tough times. And now that I'm in a really happy place, they're people who want to celebrate with me for these, these successes. And, and that's so amazing too, because a lot of times those toxic friends can't be happy for you. And there's, there's a jealousy component there. I mean, so much is fueled by jealousy so much. If you look at any argument you've had, I guarantee you that that definitely applies to several of them within a romantic or platonic relationship. So find people who can celebrate you, find people who can be happy for you. And if somebody calls out of work because they broke up with their best friend, show them some fucking empathy because that shit is hard. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm very excited. I have a brand new single coming out this Friday. It's the second single off of Open Book Unabridged and I'm really, really stoked about this one. When I wrote it in Los Angeles last year, I felt like it was the next step for my artist project. And I'm really happy that it is, that it gets to be on Open Book on a Bridge, that I get to tell this story. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. If this is being listened to after Friday, then you can go get it now. If you're listening on Wednesday or Thursday, see you at midnight on Thursday. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. My name is Kaylee Shore. This is Too Much to Say, and I'll see you next week. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.